When the leaves start rustling, the pumpkins start plumping, and the scarecrows start crowing? You heed the call of fall, because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts, and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also, you can fall harder. America runs on Duncan. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Well, it's Saturday. And I am uniquely unencumbered uh, because my kids are staying at their grandparents' house today. I am going to have to go and pick them up later. However, I am going to take this opportunity of freedom to do one of my very favorite things, which is tweet hunting. And I figured that uh, I would ask you all along so that we can uh, go traipsing through the field together and hopefully get us some good tweets. Now, I was up early this morning seeding the field with some tweets that will hopefully draw some liberals, socialists, SJWs and the like out. So, uh, but right now I haven't uh, haven't gotten anything uh, a whole lot yet uh, back. So let's just go walking through the field and see if we can uh, find any just wandering around. Now, right off the bat, we've got our beloved DHS, which is reminding us. About uh, September 25th, which is C-Say Day, and uh, this is their uh, encouragement for all of us to spy on each other for the government's sake. That's not Soviet at all. Now, you might say, but Doc, Doc, they want us to report stuff that is suspicious that looks like terrorists are doing, you know, stuff and, and that kind of, yeah, no. No, because you have to remember who they have been saying uh, all through the Obama years and uh, now all through the uh, Biden regime. They have been saying uh, are the most dangerous threat to their democracy. And that would be freedom-loving constitutionalists, conservatives, whom they call extremists. So that's actually who they're talking about when they are talking about see, say day. They want you to report your constitution-believing neighbors to them so that they can come and intimidate us and so on and so forth. Now, of course, we're not going to see a whole lot of that in Texas. Um, Might see a little bit. Don't know. But you've got Folks like uh, the ATF walking around, knocking on doors randomly, or not really randomly, but knocking on doors, uh, trying to intimidate Second Amendment type uh, people like myself, um, and trying to confiscate their stuff, and trying to uh, inventory their weapons, etc., etc., all in violation of the Fourth Amendment, among other things. But anyway, so we've got our first uh, kind of tweet here. I'm going to let this one go. However, uh, it's just uh, not worth knocking on uh, that particular door. A little low-hanging fruit, basically, is what we're looking at here. Let's go on and see if we can find anything else to to play with. Now, here's something that's interesting. It's not political, but it is something near and dear to my heart, or something that is growing nearer and dearer to my heart, and that's uh, stringed instruments, uh, specifically for me, uh, the ukulele. Yes, the ukulele. It's actually a very fun instrument, and a lot of songwriters use them to write their songs. Uh, And also, uh, the guitar. And uh, I have three guitars myself and like four or five ukuleles. Uh, And... This is something, however, that that I've noticed is a thing, and um, I just wanted to make my particular 
opinions known. This uh, individual here has uh, asked the question, have you ever built your own guitar? And then uh, he puts down what looks like a guitar kit, but it may just be a disassembled Strat. Uh, I can't tell. That looks like a disassembled Strat, actually, but I don't know. It could be a kit guitar uh, from Fender. Anyway, um, one of the things that I have noticed that I don't know when this became popular, but it's a thing now uh, for guitars or for guitar companies to offer uh, guitars that look distressed. And, you know, that that was a that's also a thing with furniture where you know distressed furniture and stuff like that but they offer guitars that look distressed they they looked banged up they look uh like their paint has been rubbed off by years and years of play you can see this one here and again i don't know if this is real or if this is a distressed kit but even the pick guard looks yellowed it's got uh, it's got even heavier yellowing uh circling around uh where the cans go uh, uh and and it looks like the real deal i don't see any shielding tape or paint on the inside so this must be a kit this has got to be a kit because there's no shielding on the inside of the hollows where the electronics go. Um, which means they expect you to put your own shielding in. So this looks like a distressed kit. And the headstock uh, looks old and beat up and stuff like that. And I can understand why somebody would want something like this. But to me, this is guitar stolen valor as far as I'm concerned. Now, it's not as big a deal as, say, somebody walking around claiming to have been in the military who was not. That's understandably uh, objectionable. It, it doesn't, that even doesn't bother me as much. For me, it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. You know, if if you want to play soldier or or sailor or marine or air, you know, for some reason, if anybody would want to play airman, I kid, I am kidding. My air force buddies, kidding. You guys are awesome. Love you. Um, go ahead. Whatever, because in reality, we did it. You didn't, we know it, you know it. And the reason you're doing it is because somehow, in some way, inside, you are insecure. You're broken. Okay? And I feel bad for people like that. It doesn't make me angry. It makes me feel... I feel sorry for people who do that. To a much lesser degree, however, I consider this guitar stolen valor. You didn't earn that look on your guitar. And there are people who have. There are a lot of people out there who are extremely talented who have been playing guitar for years, who practice until their fingers bleed. I am not one of those people. I am more or less a dabbler at this point. Maybe I'll get more into it, maybe I won't, I don't know. But I certainly myself would not own something like that. The only time I would own something like that, okay, is if I found an antique, like a collectible, on eBay. And that's something that I would maybe hang on my wall, like an old sword or something like that, um, which I also have a small collection of. But uh, and, and I would take it down and I would play it 
in the comfort of my own home. Okay, I would not play it out there. Not that I play out there at all anyway, but were I, say, in a praise and worship band or something like that, I would not play that necessarily in my praise and worship band because I didn't earn it. Okay? Um, now, as to the uh, building guitars thing, uh, that is definitely something I'm interested in doing. So, yes, I think that would be fun, and I am planning on doing something like that in the very near future. Uh, I saw a thing on YouTube by a guy talking about the five guitars that all guitar players must have. And one of them's an acoustic. Got it. An ovation. Love it. Uh, one of them is a uh, Gibson-style guitar. Got it. Uh, an Epiphone. Semi-hollow body. Uh, and the other one that I have that was not on the list is uh, my Gretsch. I've got a Gretsch uh, electromatic hollow body with, uh, um, uh, with the uh, uh, Bigsby on it. And uh, I haven't really started playing that heavily yet, but I love it. Uh, just the look of it. I love it. I love the way it feels. And I'm actually, don't tell my wife, but uh, I'm actually looking at getting one of their solid bodies as well um, in negotiations at this point. But anyway, yes, I am, I, I do want to make a, uh, a telly uh, style guitar and I do want to make a, uh, a Strat style guitar. Um... And then eventually I want to get into, you know, some of the harder stuff to do, but I want to start out with a tele kit and, and a strat kit, and I want to get used to staining the wood and stuff, that kind of stuff. Just, you know, get my hands uh, dirty with doing that. And um, my boys are getting into stringed instruments as well with ukuleles, one more interested than the other, and I want to get them... Uh, into that, and I can hand down the ones that I build to them, especially if they are less than stellar, which they probably will be uh, it, at first. Anyway, just a little aside, my thoughts on that kind of thing right there. Let's see what else we can find in the field. Okay, I love this guy. Low Key Ray, I follow him at A L T R E Y. And uh, he's fantastic, and he makes a great point here, which I am going to heart right now uh, and retweet because it's brilliant. Martha's Vineyard just provided the blueprint on how we should deal with illegal immigration immediate deportation. That's right, folks. If you haven't heard, the uh, 50 illegal immigrants that put such a financial strain on the multi-millionaires living in Martha's Vineyard have been deported to Cape Cod. Cape Cod responded by calling for assistance from the National Guard. You cannot make this stuff up. Joe Biden came out and called this redistribution of illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities who previously said that they would welcome them as un-American and unkind and wrong. Now, they don't have a problem unleashing an army of illegal alien invaders onto working-class communities on the border in Texas and California and Arizona and New Mexico. They don't have a problem with that. And they have just all the virtue signaling in the world saying, oh, you know, we're sanctuary cities and we would welcome them and, and, and you guys are just wrong for not accepting them and not being inclusive and you're racist for not wanting them in your communities. But the very second 
that we start sending them, the illegal aliens, to these so-called sanctuary cities, guess what? They can't handle it. They flip the heck out. And that right there is solid proof that these people are full of crap. It has nothing to do with accepting refugees into the United States and everything, everything, everything to do with putting a financial strain damaging actual working class communities and red states. They want to damage red states. They want to overrun welfare programs, which shouldn't exist in the first place. They are unconstitutional, but that's another discussion right there. Every single, and I have put, I put this out uh, last week, week before last, every single solitary policy of the left is intentionally, maliciously designed to weaken and ultimately destroy the United States as it was founded under the Constitution. And illegal immigration is one of their biggest weapons against us. Just putting that out there. Uh, here we go. This one, again, not necessarily political, but right up my alley. Uh, one of my other favorite hobbies is firearms. I was a uh, Marine Corps uh, 8531 marksmanship instructor, and I love guns. It was one of the few jobs that I had when I was in the service that I actually enjoyed, shooting guns for a living. So it asks the question, if you had to pick only one, and it gives four choices, Sig Sauer, HK, Glock, or Smith & Wesson, which would you pick? Okay, of those four, I'd go with the Glock every single time, hands down. I know that a lot of my uh, shooting, or my military shooting compatriots prefer the Sig Sauer. Uh, I have heard that it has slam fire issues, and I don't know if those issues have been fixed yet. A slam fire is if the gun is dropped or hit uh, or suffers some kind of strike that it will accidentally discharge. And I don't want a gun that will accidentally discharge. So the Sig Sauer is out. H&K is overpriced. Uh, it's a fine weapon. Don't get me wrong, but it's overpriced. Uh... I'm just not a fan of Smith & Wesson. I did own a Smith & Wesson way, way, way back in the 90s. I had a 915. I ended up selling it. And it was a fine gun. It shot great, you know, right out of the box. It's a fine weapon. But Smith & Wesson at least used to be a little overpriced. Now, if I had my druthers of strike fire firearms and was not limited to these four. Uh, but again, of these four, I would pick the Glock. Um, but if I had my druthers, uh, one gun that I absolutely love, one gun company I absolutely love is Walter. So I would pick a Walter. And another one that uh, seems to be really, really nice, up and coming, is from a Turkish company called Kanik, C A. N-I-K, I believe. And uh, not only do you get a fine weapon, but they they come with, I think, like three different magazines. Might be two magazines. One of them extended. Um, and uh, a holster comes with it. Uh, it. It's just, it comes with a lot of good stuff. When you buy the gun, you don't just get the gun. You get a lot of good stuff. So, uh, I wouldn't mind owning a Canik either, and I am in the market for a good 9mm, as uh, right now I do not currently have one. This is actually a brilliant idea from Kevin, 
He says, maybe the next group of illegals can be bussed to the Monday taping of The View. Or is that too cruel? I think that is fantastic. By the way, folks, I am trying very hard to... Hey, stop biting my watch. Uh, I'm, I'm doing two things at once here. I am, I am dutifully doing my podcast for you all, while at the same time trying to cuddle and entertain one of our little kitties that we adopted. Yes, you can see her right here. There she is. She's all black. We got three, okay, so triplet, all black cats. And they're all very affectionate, very, very cute and wonderful cats. And despite the fact that I'm the mean one in the family, uh, they seem to prefer hanging out with me. And they just, they, and I mean, two at a time will jump up into my lap and expect to be petted and get all of the attention. Anyway, so Kevin says, maybe the next group of illegals can be bussed to the Monday taping of The View, or is that too cruel? Actually, I think that's brilliant. Okay, I think that it is time to ramp up this behavior. I think it is time to ramp up this assault on the left and show their hypocrisy, prove their hypocrisy, prove that they are actually the racists and they are actually the ones who don't want to deal with the illegal immigrants, that they are hypocrites. And so I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, that, that, would, that would ramp things up greatly. I think, you know, all of the live news uh, casts from the Alphabet Soup organizations uh, although I I now have heard that uh, the left considers CNN a turncoat organization because they are now being run by a Trump donor and they have returned to actually just reporting the news. What a concept. I don't even think Fox News can say that they do that anymore. You are just a little... Slut, aren't you? Yes, you just you just want to be cuddled and loved and petted, and you want to chew on my that. Ah, stop chewing on the watch, rotten cat. Yeah, you, it appears that Mike Lindell. I'll have to verify this. It appears that Mike Lindell has announced that he has hired Alan Dershowitz. Excellent, and is going to be suing the FBI and the DOJ. And then right below this, we've got another good one. Composite sketch released of the man who gave the order to remove the 50 illegal aliens from Martha's Vineyard, and it's a sketch of Barack Hussein Obama. Another good point here from Eric Matheny. We went from all cops are bastards to the FBI would never lie. A lot quicker than I imagined. That's a good point. Very good point. And then there's another one right underneath this. Are the people of Martha's Vineyard racist? The answer is yes, to a point. Um, and I've mentioned this multiple times before, but when they talk about race, they aren't necessarily talking about skin color. Because you know that black conservatives, they will say, aren't really black. And... Uh, President Clinton, stop biting the watch. President Clinton, I'm taking the watch off actually. You can't bite it anymore. Uh, was considered before Barack Obama the first black president. I don't know if you guys will remember that or not. Some of you are too young to remember that, but yes. Uh, they were saying that President Clinton was the first black president. When they talk about black and white, ladies and gentlemen, whether they know it or not, they are not talking about skin color. They are talking about the color of their souls. That's what they mean when they talk about race. And are the people of Martha's Vineyard racist in that respect? Absolutely. And in also the respect of skin color and culture. Yes, 100%. Here's a little interesting something-something. PBS has been pushing the fact that this is a Holocaust day or something along those lines. And um, this amuses me, not the Holocaust itself, but 
how the left, showing their uh, intellectual inconsistency, and my cat now attacking random stuff in my room, as opposed to chewing on my arm, but the left, while showing their intellectual inconsistency, will on one side talk about how terrible the Holocaust was and actually compare the United States not wanting illegal aliens to come in to the Holocaust, while at the same time, when being uh, anti-Semitic, deny that the Holocaust actually existed. That that kind of inconsistency uh, is rife in the left. And we got a, a really good one from a blue checkmark. Uh, I'm not familiar with this individual. Her name is Alana Mastranello. Uh, Mastranello. I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name. It looks Italian, and I don't speak Italian yet. Anyway, she says, Martha's Vineyard set a beautiful example for the nation. They used the military to deport every last illegal immigrant from their island in less than 48 hours. The entire nation should emulate Martha's Vineyard. Here, here. That gets a retweet. Outstanding. <laughs> Tim Young, uh, another blue check mark. Um, says, shout out to all those heroes out there still saving my life by wearing masks alone in their cars and outside. Folks, this is something that I just don't get. Now, uh, for those of you out there who do not know, I am an actual real scientist with an actual real science degree, and it happens to be in healthcare. So, in nursing. Uh... I know for a fact that those procedure masks that you are being forced to wear, and even N95 masks, are 100% completely ineffective when it comes to stopping a virus, because viruses are way too small. Those things look like the Holland Tunnel to a virus. Now... They will stop spittle, they will stop blood, they will stop droplets, but especially those blue procedure masks that they hand you when you walk into the doctor's office, we don't even use those things in surgery, okay? I know this because I was a surgical nurse. Those are not even used in surgery. Those are ineffective. Add to that the fact that there's no sealing on the sides or around the mouth or anything like that. When you put those masks on, there is no seal at all. So if it's in the air, you're breathing it in from the sides. That is only to protect your face from big things like loogies and blood splatter and that kind of stuff. Quit trying to bat at my hand, you rotten cat. I'm trying to motion with my hand and the cat is attacking it. All right, chew on that for a little while. Um, but anyway, those masks are totally ineffective. They have no impact, zero impact. There is not a single solitary peer-reviewed study that can prove that those had any impact whatsoever on the spread of COVID. None. That means, and the people who told you that they do and were lying to you knew this. That means that the masks serve another purpose. And that purpose was actually admitted to, I think it was last week, and I can't remember who said it. Uh, I think it was another one of the blue check marks who said, uh, or it was somebody in an interview that said that wearing the masks showed solidarity for minorities. So that's proof right there that the mask is nothing more than a symbol to show that you are one of the left, that you are a sheep following the left, wearing your muzzle without thought, 
without rational thought at all. You are wearing a muzzle. You are wearing a face diaper to show that you are a sheep. You are one of the people that they can count on to do whatever they say, regardless of how ridiculous and regardless, eventually, of how wicked. I often wonder, because I see these people, and yes, I said these people, I see them walking around in the mall, well, not in the mall, I haven't been in a mall in a long time, but uh, at Kroger's, Albertson's, out in public, isolated, they're still wearing them. Outside, they're still wearing them. In church, I see them walking around in church, and it just, I can't fathom the lack of thought that goes into that. In Texas, the vast majority of people, vast majority of people are not wearing the masks. I'm saying 90 some odd percent of people do not wear masks. And so that that few that are, are walking around, seeing people not wearing the masks, And not dead. If this virus is as deadly and bad as they said, those of us, and masks worked, those of us who are not wearing masks should be dead, right? But we're not. They're not walking down the streets seeing unmasked bodies stacked up like cordwood on the side of the road. So why are they still wearing the masks? There's a spirit of slavery in that. When If you're still wearing a mask without thought, just because they tell you to, I'm sorry, folks. That's slavery right there. And I've mentioned this more than once on social media. I find it ironic. I find it interesting that once again in the United States, we have free states and we have slave states. And once again, the free states are run by the Republicans and the slave states are run by the Democrats. Uh, This one from Denise. What song intro causes you to immediately turn up the volume? Okay. In the air tonight, Phil Collins. And yes, I do do the drum solo. I do the air drum solo every single time. We were actually out eating brunch on a Sunday. And uh, my family and I were sitting at one table, and there was a large family sitting at the other table. And we were sitting there, and the song was on in the restaurant. And when the drum solo came on, I did the drum solo. Boom, 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 boom. And a guy at the other table, also, there was like six people at the table. And there was a guy, obviously about my age, he did the drum solo too. So, yes, in the air tonight, turn up the volume every single time. Also, kickstart my heart. Uh, That goes up every time. Uh, Almost anything by ACDC. And then uh, uh, turn up the radio. Um, that one, I, I, I love that song. I don't hear it near enough. Okay, Justin Trudeau is getting hammered on Twitter here. I've seen multiple tweets of people basically uh, giving their profiles. In this particular case, I'm a 51-year-old mom to a son. Now have him and his beautiful family living with me. I'm supervisor at a grocery store, work at the whole uh, worked the whole pandemic without the jab never had covid uh my grandbrats are native yet i am a racist misogynist to justin trudeau hashtag trudeau must go this is trending uh even though it's not showing that it's trending hashtag trudeau must go 
is trending. And there's been a lot of these tweets where they, they state who they are, they talk about their family, and then they say that Justin Trudeau refers to them as racists and misogynists. Uh, I think Trudeau is in kind of trouble. The last I heard, a very conservative individual was voted as the head of his party, and that's going to cause some parliamentary issues for Trudeau. And assuming that I don't know anything about Canadian politics, so if I am wrong, by all means, reach out to me uh, at Doc Bryant on Getter Gab Locals Minds and Truth Social uh, and Gilded. I have a Gilded page as well. Um, or uh, Doc Bryant Show at ZohoMail.com and let me know where I am wrong because I frequently am wrong, ask my wife. Uh, I don't know anything about Canadian politics, but uh, as I understand the uh, that type of uh, government, the parliament are the ones who decide who the prime minister is. Uh, I believe it, it, uh, it's a vote of parliament that elects a prime minister. I, again, could be wrong. I don't know. But if that's the case, Trudeau may be in trouble. He's certainly getting bashed quite a bit here with these uh, form tweets by all these people, who I very much support. Uh, Trudeau is uh, a full-on communist dictator with emphasis on the first syllable. Just going to throw a quick two cents worth in on this little beauty. And I, I understand why they exist. I get it. But uh, these uh, follow trains... I'm not exactly sure what they are. I know they're referred to as trains, but you 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 get a bunch of uh, people's Twitter handles together, and then everybody is supposed who follows the individual who started the train, and these are like like-minded individuals. Like in this case, I think this has to do. This might be political. Most of them are political, uh, but like-minded individuals. Because they've got a, a Gibson on there. Uh, anyway, um, a string of like-minded individuals handles, and you're supposed to follow all of those people, and they're supposed to follow you back. And oh, we've, you know, created this you know great group. I hate those, and primarily, I understand again the concept, and I'm not opposed to the concept. Don't get me wrong about that either. I think that's great. You know, you're creating a community. And that's that's wonderful, you know, of like-minded individuals. That's great. The thing that I hate about it is that I, every time somebody refollows or comments or, oh, thank you for putting me on your train and all that kind of stuff, it shows up on my notifications. And there may be a way to prevent that. I don't know. But that's annoying as crap because I go to my notifications to find people who have responded to what I've said. And I don't want to see, like, 15, 20 responses of people going, oh, I'm on the train now, and whoop, whoop, and that kind of stuff. No, don't like that. So that's annoying. Stop it. This is an accurate tweet. We are not at war with Russia. We are at war with the New World Order. That is 100% accurate. We are at war with the World Economic Forum. Uh... those guys and and their great reset and we are at war in the United States we have been at war in the United States for quite some time it's just the people didn't know about it we are at war with the establishment because the establishment is right in line with the world economic forum and the new world order that they want to bring about they want to bring about a one-world government. 
this is not a secret. This is they they say this. They have actually admitted to this. You go to their web pages and stuff like that. They said it in speeches at Davos. They say it every single time. They want a one world order, a one world government ruled by them. People who are not elected, they just elected themselves. They just decided that they're smart enough that they're better than everybody else and they're smart enough to rule the world. And and if you don't like it, too bad. Because I can tell you, folks, that totalitarians, they have ways of dealing with people who don't like their policies. And one thing that is stopping them from achieving their one-world government is the United States. And more specifically, what is stopping them in the United States? Because they've got their people infiltrated into our government in the United States, the Democrats and the Rhinos. The thing that is stopping them from conquering the United States is the Constitution. And the part of the Constitution, the one thing, one thing, that is stopping them in the Constitution is the Second Amendment. That is the only thing, the only thing that is stopping them from conquering the United States. It's the fact that we, the people of the United States, the citizenry, have a Second Amendment that was designed specifically for just such an occasion so that we can shoot back. Tone Man at Tone Man Lives writes, Governor Ron DeSantis It's not only the fact that he has the balls to take on the commies of the Biden regime and the evil empire, but what really makes him great is the fact that he's having fun doing it. To DeSantis, this is a game that he plays better than all of them. Remind you of anyone? Obviously, he means Trump. And he's right. Finally. Finally. We, the people, have representation in our government. Finally. We don't even have it in Texas really yet, quite frankly. Our governor is only following along with what Ron DeSantis does because he knows he'll lose his job if he doesn't. But he is not a true believer in liberty. At least he hasn't done anything to convince me of it. Rather, he is a squishy Bush Republican, rhino, go-along-to-get-along kind of guy. He's just not hardcore. You see, the fact of the matter is, the reason that the Democrats have been able to make such great inroads is because they have been allowed to do so by a compliant, mostly minority, so-called opposition group, pseudo-opposition group. The way it's designed in the establishment is that we are, they are, to move the United States as far left as they can at any given time. The Democrats, when they are in power, are to do this aggressively. And when the people get fed up with it, they vote in Republicans. The Republicans serve as a political pressure release valve. And when the Republicans get in, they advance the left's agenda in the name of bipartisanship by following political Marcus of Queensbury rules, 
and advance their agenda passively. But finally, we've got guys like DeSantis, we've got guys like Trump, and we've got more MAGA people coming in. Real people, real citizens of the United States, who are willing to actually represent the will of we, the people. And get rid of the establishment, because here's the dirty little secret that the establishment doesn't want you to know, and that they do know, that the Republicans know, that the Democrats know. The only thing it takes... The only thing it takes to defeat them is to just resist them. That's it. Just actively put up a fight. And they will lose every single time. They know that. That's why the Republicans are passive. So that they can still allow movement to the left. And all of the stuff, the name-calling and the stuff on Twitter between the Democrats and the GOP is nothing more than political theater for our benefit. The Republicans saying, see, we're working for you. Oh, those Democrats, their policies are bad. Their policies are bad. Then why do you keep allowing them to pass? The GOP is full of garbage. They are liars. They are part of the problem. And then folks like Ron DeSantis, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Trump are fighting them. When we fight, we win. And that's what's most enjoyable about this. When I see Ron DeSantis doing stuff like this and with a smirk on his face, I love that. Because we can beat them. By resisting them. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Love to see this. Love to see this. Here we have a black man wearing a MAGA red hat in what appears to be a pickup truck. Love this. Could be wrong. Not sure what kind of vehicle that is. And, and, and looks like there's a back seat. Hard to say, but it looks like a pickup truck based on the rear window. Anyway, yes. So here's proof that MAGA is not racist. At least not according to the actual definition of the term. Tweet by MAGA American Gretchen. Democrats manufacture chaos and fear to offer protection. Bigger government, total control, communism. It's not just the Democrats, Gretchen. It's the establishment. The Democrats are actively doing it. The Republicans are passively doing it. The Republicans are passively allowing it to happen. And this is accurate. This is a strategy that has been followed by the left from time immemorial. Okay? Take advantage of actual crises that occur. Ask the people to give up their personal liberties to the government, and the government will protect you from the crisis. When there are no actual crises, you manufacture crises. Allah illegal immigration, uh, economic crises, like inflation. The government is 100% in control of whether or not inflation exists. 100%. The government creates inflation. There is no other way to create inflation naturally. It has to be produced by the government. It is intentional 
to destroy the economy. Same thing largely with illegal immigration. That is designed to overrun the social system, which again should not exist. Yes, this is very typical behavior. Uh, It's a strategy that works. Look up Cloward Piven. Here's another one of those tweets ragging on Trudeau. I'm a 37-year-old married most to the most amazing woman, have three wonderful children, work in the oil field, love playing music, love spending time with my family. According to at Justin Trudeau, I am an extremist that needs to be dealt with. At our hashtag Trudeau resign, hashtag Trudeau has got to go. Trudeau is never going to resign. I always find it amusing to the point of annoyance when I see people say stuff like this. When I see people say that uh, Merrick Garland needs to step down, he needs to resign because of his dishonorable behavior. There is no more honor, folks, not in government. There is no more honor in government. None. Zero. Zip. In order to have honor, you have to have a moral code. In order to have a moral code, code. You must believe in right and wrong. In order to believe in right and wrong, you must believe in a God. You cannot have objective right and wrong without a God. You cannot have law without a law giver. The people in government now, to include many in the GOP, do not, despite what they say, watch their actions They do not believe in God. They do not believe in objective right and wrong, which is why they can do what they do with so-called clear consciences, because to them, the ends justify the means. It's called utilitarianism. Justin Trudeau has no honor. He does not even believe in honor. When you mention the term honor, he laughs at you inside. He can talk about it all he wants, and in their parliament, they use the term honorable so-and-so and honorable such-and-such, and if they were honorable, they would do the honorable thing. They do not believe in honor. I would say the vast majority of them do not believe in honor. That's how they can do what they do to us. This particular quote touches on one of my pet peeves. The only thing liberals like about Christianity is the part about giving money. Whenever a liberal starts talking about Christianity, hide your wallops. This wallets, <laughs> wallops. This from Michael at Covifi Michael One. Uh, the left trots out the Bible and Christianity. Every now and then, in an attempt to try to shame conservatives, try to convince grassroots Christians to agree with them, the fact is that 99% of the liberals who bring out or trot out sayings from the Bible have never actually read the Bible. Unfortunately, this is also a tactic used by a lot of so-called Christian preachers. They will take one verse or two or three completely out of context and use them to justify their point of view, their actions. A lot of that does have to do with giving money, especially with certain churches. A lot of it has to do with maintaining power 
especially with certain churches. When I preach, which is very, very rare anymore, I preach from the Word in context. I discuss the context of it so that you will understand what the context is. I discuss the cultural situation of the time when it was said. I discuss the original language meanings of the words that were used to put the saying together so that you will understand. You see, if you're a Christian, you not only need to be reading your Bible, you need to be studying your Bible. You need to know what it says and why it says it and what it means. You have to understand these things. Otherwise, when someone comes along who is going to be using the Bible for their own ends, out of context, you will not know that that's what they are doing. But if you study your Bible, you will know when you are being deceived by people using the Bible. You remember, Satan quoted the Bible to Christ himself during the temptation. So Satan's not afraid to quote the Bible. He just quotes it out of context. Because anything can be made to say anything. All you have to do is pick the right words. It's called cherry picking. It's a logical fallacy. Um, you have to know your Bible. And again, the vast majority of people that I run across on Twitter have never read the Bible. A lot of people attack me for being conservative and Christian. How can you be a Christian when you believe that the illegal immigrants shouldn't be allowed to? That's not very Christian. You don't know anything about Christianity. So when you say that's not Christian, it doesn't mean anything. Okay? It's meaningless. We as Christians need to know why we're Christians. And there are so very many people out there who do not know why they are Christians. They do not know what the Bible says. If you don't know why you're a Christian and you don't know what the Bible says, then there's a distinct possibility that you're not really a Christian. Because let me tell you something, folks. The churches are going to be full of a lot of surprised people when the rapture occurs. Going to church makes you a Christian the same way standing in a garage makes you a car. I'm going to put this out here, right here, right now. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as the Son of God and accepted the fact that he paid the price for your sin for which you deserve to go to hell. Thank you, Kitty. If you don't accept that fact that Christ paid the price for your sins, that he died and rose again on the third day and is alive right now and is up in heaven representing you to God as your high priest, then, folks, you're not a Christian. You may be a Christist, Okay, Your family may have gone to the same church for generations. You may go to church every Sunday. But if you do not believe 
that about Christ. You're not a Christian. The I-A-N at the end of Christian means belonging to, owned by. Christians belong to Christ. We are owned by him. He purchased us with his blood. We were slaves to Satan. We were slaves to sin. And Jesus, with his blood, bought us back. That's what the word redeemed means. It means to purchase. He redeemed us. He purchased us. If we do not believe that, if you do not believe that, then you're not a Christian. That's a fact. But if you are a Christian, you need to understand why. You need to know how it works. Because if you don't, if you don't know your Bible, if you don't know your Bible, if you don't study your Bible, then you can be deceived. And as you will note, Jesus even says that even the elect will be deceived if that were possible. And if you don't know your Bible, you are making it possible for you to be deceived. Just saying. There's my rant on that. It's one of my big pet peeves. But again, most of the politicians out there who are quoting the Bible have never read the book. They don't know a damn thing about it. Same thing, by the way, for people who talk about Islam. Oh, Islam's a religion of peace. Have you read the Quran? Have you read the Hadith? I have. I actually know what it says. That's what tells you what it, it is to be a Muslim. It's in the Quran. It's in the Hadith. If you haven't read those, then you don't know anything about Islam. You cannot learn about Islam. You cannot learn about Christianity. You cannot learn about communism by watching CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. The way you learn about those things is to read their founding documents. Know your shit, people. Okay, folks, this is the last one for for the time being. I got some housework that needs to be done. But this tweet brings up a bigger point about, first of all, illegal immigration, but the left in general. Uh, Lindsay Fifield says, watch this fire chief from a border town talk about his team getting overwhelmed with drowning victims and ask yourself why over 700 drowning victims at the border this year gets ignored. But your apolitical cousin is texting you about DeSantis and Martha's Vineyard. Ladies and gentlemen, when I talk about the left... I am talking, I'm not talking about who sits on what side of the aisle. The same way when I talk about and when they talk about race, it's more than what's on the surface. The Bible says that on the day of judgment, Christ is going to gather his sheep on his right and the goats on the left. That's who I'm talking about when I talk about the left. Those who have rejected God. Those who have rejected reality. Those who have rejected objective good and evil. And have chosen evil. Okay, The left, primarily represented by the Democrat Party, are the party of evil. They are the party of wickedness. They are the party of death. I am not being hyperbolic here. They prove it and actually tell us every single day. They support the mass slaughter of children. They create... Poverty. 
Just go to their cities and see. They are openly talking about unleashing felons, murderers, rapists, kidnappers onto the streets. I'm not kidding. They're actually good. This is actually going to happen in Illinois. Starting January 1st of next year, it's going to be a literal purge. They do not care how many or who they have to kill to gain and maintain power. The philosophy responsible for more deaths than any other in all of human history is the leftists' philosophy, the philosophy of communism slash socialism slash progressivism slash whatever euphemism they are using at any given time because they have had to rebrand themselves. It is the left. In the 20th century alone, oh, and which, by the way, is atheism. Nazism is atheist. Communism is atheist. Socialism, atheist. Scientism, atheist. 20th century alone, responsible for over 100 million deaths. Well over 100 million deaths. So yes, I mean, when it gets right down to it, the philosophy that has killed more people than any other throughout all of human history is atheism. Because folks, again, if you do not believe in a god then you do not believe in objective right and wrong. You decide what's right. You decide what's wrong. And he who is best with the sword and the gun, through death, decides what policies are made. All right, folks. We're going to cut this off for now, and I will talk to you all later. Thanks for listening. I want to say, go ahead, if you want to contact me, I'm on Gab, Getter, Truth Social, Minds, Locals, Gilded, at Doc Bryant. If you want to email me, it's at Doc Bryant Show. I'm sorry. Doc Bryant Show at ZohoMail.com. That's Z-O-H-O Mail.com. And if you want to run into me on Twitter, I am at Doc Bryant Actual. Been great hunting with you. I'm going to talk to you again later. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.